The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. <sighs> Cleansing breath. Yes, it's been a while. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and the end of summer. And we're finally back for a few weeks. Yay! I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we discuss the tech headlines uh, that happened here in the dwindling days of summer. And we also ponder the question, is it worth it being an early adopter anymore? Ponder. Did yes. we ruminate? Yes, we're ruminating, we're fulminating, we're germinating. We're mulling? Is there mulling Yes, yeah, I think there's some mulling, yes, too. I mean, nice. I think it started off uh, with my own personal reluctance to get in another Apple line a few years ago. Yeah, and and now go. they're sort of like, yeah, who wants to be an early adopter you anymore? Know, you know, for longtime listeners, they know where I stand on this. Yes, so we, so, we will... Uh, you know, but we'll, we're not going to ruin the surprise. Yes, yes, no, we, we will discuss, and uh, this is all keyed off a... Uh, essay written by Mr. Brian X. Chen of the New York Times. We know him. Uh, yes, talk, talking about, uh, you know, I don't really, I do this for a living, but I don't really need to get out there and exactly. be first, you know, all the time. Although I must say, I'm thinking about getting the Samsung Note as a replacement phone. All right. The one so, that just dropped. It yeah. doesn't explode. Yeah, it doesn't explode. No exploding. And if you are legitimately in need of an upgrade and that happens to be the one available, I well, think it's fine. Need is a strong word. Need and want. Are need. We? Is a strong. I wouldn't go so far as need. Yes, but it would fit into your lifestyle would, quite comfortably. Yes, well said. You've crystallized my thoughts eloquently. I, I see. So well, well, I, I hope that that note ten works out for you. Now, you you may have had a something to say here at the top. I of always the show. have something to say, but I I don't know if you've noticed over the last few days that I have not been myself on the Twitter. I have noticed that, that there has been a shift in, well, in the force. Let's, let's be blunt. I've always been feisty, especially yes. on Twitter. Yes. I'm feisty. I'll go yes. so far as feisty. People have other words for me on there uh-huh. and have called me other words. But you do not sugarcoat it on I don't, Twitter. I don't until now. Okay. I'm not, th- not that I'm sh- going to sugarcoat from It's going to be on. more like a glazed it's sugar e- rainbow, like you know um, Krispy Kreme. Not even. I, I was on vacation. And I was relaxed. I didn't go on the Twitters. Uh-huh. I only went on Instagram, and you know, I like Instagram. Yeah. I don't go on there that much anymore, but I like seeing people's pictures. I like that visual stimulus. It is a chore going on Twitter and venting my spleen all the time in an in a vacuum, basically an echo chamber. Everything's the Thunderdome on that Every Yes, exactly. Everyone knows how I feel, and then I'm not going to change anyone's mind. Mm-hmm. You know, and plus now you've got jackholes going after journalists. Mm-hmm. trying to find dirt on them. Yeah. And you know what? All my dirt is out there already. So uh-huh. It's if someone, nicely arranged in the garden. Right. Yeah. It's nicely arranged in the garden. I don't want to bring that type of scrutiny to my family or anything like that. So you know what? I'm just going to play it straight on Twitter. I'm just going to, you know, post what interests me. I'm not going to engage in this nonsense. It's just tiresome. It's yeah. a cesspool. Heck, today, why would I want to be on a platform where the 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 guy who created the thing, his account was hacked. Oh yes, Jack got hacked. Jack got hacked. 
This is the guy who runs the company. It doesn't really bode well. Well, A, for the internal security. Oh, gosh, I mean, they're still no. figuring out what exactly happened. But uh, but even just the perception that he got hacked yes. is, doesn't really give you a lot of confidence. What's, yeah, what's that term? The, the optics aren't good. Yeah. The optics aren't good. So, you know what? I'm just going to chill out. You know, maybe I'll mix it up every once in a while. But I'm going to go back to what I used to love, which was geeking out on stuff, mm-hmm. pop culture stuff tech stuff you know the politics are what they are yeah i'm not going to do anything about it the world's going to hell in a handbasket i'm going to sit there with my popcorn and watch it burn basically i'm going to watch pbs's new series on baby animals myself (laughs) there you go you know what show i'm going to actually watch oh you can watch dark crystals oh okay netflix i actually follow on the twitter on the twitter this is a nice segue right yes one of the showrunners or actually one of the head writers on dark crystal Oh, yes. Do you remember Jim Henson's The, the late Dark Jim Crystal? Henson, yes. yes. That was a freaky movie. Do you remember seeing this thing? Or it, well, did you ever see it? I, I remember seeing it. I remember people were flipping out because they were expecting fuzzy, cute yes. Muppets. No. And there were evil-looking things with beaks oh, in there. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it was one of those movies, you know, if I might say, that if you watched in a certain state, you got more out of it. Yes. Sort of like a Pink Floyd, Laser Floyd type thing. Uh-huh. If you know, if you smell what I'm cooking. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it was, it's just a trippy thing. And then when I found out they were doing a show. Yeah. And then it's one, one of the writers is a guy I follow on Twitter and I've actually interacted with. I just, I got to watch yeah. this thing. It's and there of course, for you. I got to get the Kaiserine involved. She's yeah. got to watch this thing. All right. So you guys have another family show oh, to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know what our, our deepest like dirtiest little Netflix secret is what we watch the show called the worst witch, which is a BBC thing. Really? Total kids show. Yeah. But it's one of the few shows on television that all of us can enjoy. So that is my secret. The worst witch. Is this, the worst uh, witch. is this based on a book? Or it's is based on a series of YA books or kids books from England. Oh, is it the Terry Pratchett? Uh... No, it's not Terry Pratchett. I forgot the name of the, the writer. It's a, it's a woman Fun fact is the original series on BBC, the one of the actresses was Felicity Jones. All right. From Rogue One. All right. So she's uh, in the Star Wars universe. Yes, and exactly. There's a, always a connection with there her. There is. You see yes, how this works. Uh, and we haven't even talked about the D23 oh, extra no, no, bits no, no, no. trailer that oh, popped yeah, out. Please. I am so wanting, so wanting Disney Plus. It's not even funny. Yeah. They succeeded. I just watched. Did you watch that trailer? The, the Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian. Well, I watched The Mandalorians and said, oh, this is the one you have to pay for. And then they dropped the uh, extended Rise of Skywalker yep. uh, trailer with like the three seconds of extra new stuff in the end that everyone's going nuts about. So. Well, explain this to me. Did I see this correctly? Did she have a double red lightsaber? She did. And it, and it popped open, you know, sort of like the Darth Maul. Yes. You know, it, it, his kind of just popped on without having to yeah, unfold but she did it. it. Like she had a, like the Swiss Army knife kind of thing. Or a Samsung fold. It was like, yeah. it was red, right? I'm yeah. not losing my mind. Yeah, no, where people are thinking, you know, is, Yo, is, it, is it the, you know, this is, you know, this is something. You know, has she flipped or is she in that tree where you see your bad stuff? Yeah, you know, yeah. You know? Oh, you know, that's actually a good thing. That's a good point because she went there before, remember? Yeah, so... <sighs> Ah, December can't get here soon. All right, so that was your pop tech jam. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we should get a little news. Uh, oh so. yeah. That's right. All right. So so you news. you have your your Netflix there and I'm a, your yeah, happy I'm place. Nef- I'm in my happy place. No, I'll keep you off Twitter. Yeah. That's what vacations do. You see. Yeah. All right. Well, well, let's reel you back in because okay. here in in the states, uh, <laughs> You're summer harsh is my mellow, aren't you? no, no, no. No, okay. uh, no. There's I don't think there's anything too harsh in this week. All right. 
But, you know, it's it's the end of summer. It is. Labor Day is upon us. There's a chill it's, in the air. Yeah. And people are you getting serious about going back to school and doing all these oh, things. Yeah. But you also know uh, September is in the house because it means it's time for Apple to make its annual grab for all the headlines with its fall iPhone releases and their other hardware and software announcements that they do at these media events every year since I think the iPod era. They have had some kind of fall event where they roll out the new merch. This year's event will be September the 10th at 10 a.m. at the Steve Jobs Theater on the Apple campus. Mm -hmm. I guess they've gotten away at Moscone Center no more. We've no got more. our own uh, place we can have this here. There you go. Now, as the Mac Rumor site notes, the theme of the event features the tagline, by innovation only. Oh, really? Oh, look, that fancy wordplay. Uh-huh. I think they had to pay extra for that. Yes. And it's got uh, this sort of translucent apple and sections, you know, kind of piled on like the old logo with the rainbow apple. So uh, they've got that on the invitation. Uh, so the invitations have gone out. This is official September the 10th. Right. Apple is expected to offer three iPhones this year, uh, two with that fancy OLED uh, screen technology yeah, there, there. That's fancy. In the 5.8 and 6.5 inch size, and one LCD model that's the 6.1, you know, so it'll be that's your the, less expensive. That's, uh, the bargain, that's the bargain basement one. Yes, uh, but it's the camera function that apparently is getting the most love this year, it's according to the, the rumor sites and what people are saying. Yeah, they always just do more with the we'll camera, you know, you know, like we're going to have, you know, different ways for you to log on. Um, but the camera always gets something. This year, the two OLED models uh, supposedly have a triple lens camera component set into a raised square on the back of the phone. Oh, boy. This camera cluster is said to include a telephoto lens, a wide-angle lens, and a new super wide-angle lens, I guess, for your football field shots or something. Go. No super-duper wide-angle lens? That's probably for next oh, year. Oh, that's for next year. Um, so, that's so, the S model. Yeah, so you've got this this hat trick of cameras here yes. in the back of the phone for all kinds of photography. Um, and the uh, the one LCD model, the 6.1-inch one, uh, is going to get the dual camera, which I don't think it has had mm. before. So that's the one where you get the regular and telephoto. The, the plus models only used yeah, to have the, that back the in the day. the one that we paid a premium for just Last year, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's coming there. So, which which mode of phone is best for taking a picture of the inside of my pants, which I usually do? I think you can most probably occasions. just get the low end just one for that. Okay, if you're not okay. really concerned about, you know, do you want the portrait of the inside? Well, of your you know, pants it's or... got to it's got to be you know high quality black. You know? Yeah, it's got to be a deep. If you want the deep contour black. lighting yes, on the inside? Yeah, of course. I, I would. I don't don't put all of the money. I just you know get the the base phone. Yeah, I think we'll we'll do that for you. Come. Getting back to the uh, iPhones, uh, other improvements uh, suggested by industry watchers include a new matte finish on the device, better shatter and water resistance, and an upgraded Face ID that's supposed to work from more angles, I guess, if if you hit it the wrong place. I don't know if it will also help open the phones of people who don't happen to be white, because I know they've had a problem (laughs) with uh, confusion there, but... Hopefully the the algorithms are getting better. I learned that it does not work with uh, sunglasses. Really? I learned that, yes. Your disguise fools the phone? Yes, it fools every time. Yes. All right. So, well, if you happen to upgrade, maybe this this new face ID uh, will be a little better for you. Other hardware that may make an appearance on the Apple stage could include uh, new iPad Pro models and a new high-end 16-inch MacBook Pro laptop. Really? Yeah, 16-inch. Remember when they had the 17 and they got rid of it? Yeah, they got rid of it. Then you had basically your 10, 13, and 15. So if the 16-inch thing is real, uh, clearly going for the creative professionals on the go. Yes. The Apple Arcade and Apple TV Plus services are also launching this fall, so I suspect we may hear a little bit about those. Yeah. And as for software, look for iOS 13, 
macOS Catalina, watchOS 6, iPadOS, because it's the virgin now. Correct. And uh, tvOS 13, all to come out uh, at the show and, mm-hmm. and have their delivery dates announced. I'm underwhelmed. Yeah, you know, you're just like, yeah. yeah. You know, until they get four cameras. Four or, cameras. That's what I'm waiting for. Because I really, you know, want the, the sort of uh, total 4D oh, view yeah. of the inside Absolutely. of your pocket. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, uh, when those Apple gadgets eventually break, uh, you'll soon have more options for getting them repaired. Oh, yeah. I'm loving this. Yes. Apple just announced a new repair program offering uh, customers additional options for the most common out-of-warranty uh, iPhone repairs there. Moving beyond its Apple authorized service provider program, you know, you, we had to go to somebody who had uh, mm-hmm. done all of the uh, the tests and paid all the fees and right. gotten the, the Apple license there. Or um, a genius. Yes, or a genius. Yes, that's your Apple stores. Uh, the company is going to provide a more independent repair businesses of all sizes with the same uh, genuine Apple parts, tools, training, repair manuals and diagnostics as it gives to its authorized providers. It's a good thing. Yes, uh, there is no cost uh, to join the new repair program, and to qualify, uh, businesses need to have an Apple-certified technician who can perform, I guess, a series of standard repairs, and the process for certification is simple and free of charge. So I guess they're trying to give people more options. Uh, I don't know if they're going to retire their mail-in depot repair thing that they do or... Hmm. Or not, but th- this could be good because if you don't live near an Apple store right. and you're not in an area where you've got the you know authorized Apple service provider, or the guy in the truck that comes around and fixes it for you on the fly. Well, maybe the guy in the truck will be getting the into the independent program and then have smart. all the real parts. So. Very smart. So, so this is uh, something they announced is coming out. Oh, and uh, in response to the recent flap over Siri and audio recording, Apple is making an audio review of uh, of their uh, Siri recordings. It's going to be an opt-in process, uh, which you'll see in nice. an upcoming software update. And the company will now have only Apple employees, not third-party contractors, reviewing all of this opt-in audio data. Yeah, I saw there was there was like a my bad. Mm-hmm. My bad. Sorry yeah, about yeah, that. I'm sorry, you know, yeah. this, Oopsie. this dude, you know, was listening to, you know, yeah. your really freaky questions to Siri. That's why I don't use Siri. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, moving on, uh, the Chinese tech company Huawei is releasing its new Mate 30 5G phones. Uh, that's coming out in Munich soon, I guess next month. Even. Wait a minute. I, I thought we weren't supposed to, like, deal with them anymore. They were, um, like, bad news. Well, well we're not, because uh, although these phones can run an open-source version of uh, the Android operating system, they mm-hmm. won't have Google Maps or the other licensed Google apps ah, on board they're still because the... of the U.S. ban on sales to Huawei. Right. So here in the States, you know, maybe we've sort of, like, just gotten Huawei out of our minds as an option, but... Uh, our listeners in other parts of the country may have access to Huawei phones, but they will not have the Google software on there except for the open source Android. So for the U.S., it's Huawei no way? Yeah. Yeah, no way for Huawei uh, until something else changes. <laughs> See, that's funnier. That's better. I should have gone with that. Yeah. Nice. But, uh, Nicely done, JD. You know, well, you, you know, you teed it up. I did. Now, um, there is no end in sight to the U.S.-China trade war, uh, and that has some companies moving things around a little bit on the factory side. Shuffling the board, as they say. Yes, as reported by the Japanese news organization Nikkei, uh, Google is set to move production of the Pixel phone from China to Vietnam. So that's going to be, let's move all this manufacturing Mm -hmm. over here. Uh, As reported, Google has started work on converting an old Nokia smartphone plant in uh, the northern Vietnamese province, uh, one of the northern Vietnamese provinces up there, into a production hub for Pixel phones. Wow. That's big. Yeah, Google's taking this uh, seriously here. Now, Amazon's Ring doorbell cameras, uh, I don't think any of us have them. Well, we live in New York, so, you know, everyone's watching anyway. Nobody answers the door anymore. 
Yeah, uh, but the Ring doorbell cameras have already proved useful to police for capturing random street footage and that lets them like go after and, and mm-hmm. get criminals that they see have, have done things. But the company recently announced that more than 400 local police agencies across the country are tapping in to the Ring network through a partnership <laughs> with Amazon. <laughs> So we have all these these uh, yeah surveillance cameras. Yeah, so, so the surveillance network because there's this neighbor's app and people can you know, watch it. There's footage, whatever, and then there's a portal uh, for the cops now. So these partnerships it will allow police to request the video footage recorded by homeowners' cameras within a specific time and area. Right. The police don't get continual or uh, live video access, though, so we should make that clear that they're not just sitting there watching, you know, your packages get delivered and, you know, your dog running around the front yard. Well, they they have use, to request. They should use Alexa or Siri for that. Yeah. Obviously. Hey, Alexa, get me that person's <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. And if, if requested, homeowners uh, can decline police requests if the, if the cops want to get some footage and, and, you know, feel comfortable. You can uh, decline if you are a ring owner and you don't want to give out your video. but uh, And if you're curious if your town's law enforcement is working with the Ring surveillance system, uh, you can check out an interactive map online that shows where all of the, the local municipalities that are using this uh, are located. But uh, as, you, as you may have uh, caught on from our tone, uh, the program is not without controversy. Uh, and not just with Amazon trying to integrate itself uh, with law enforcement. Yeah. As the Washington Post reports, uh, legal experts and privacy advocates have voiced alarm about the company's eyes everywhere ambitions and increasingly close relationships with police, saying the program could threaten civil liberties, turn residents into informants, and subject innocent people, including those who Ring users have flagged as suspicious, to greater surveillance and potential risk. Someone's going to die, yeah. basically. Yeah, just say, so. I'm just saying. You know, and, and, you know, I understand Amazon's involvement is because of the porch pirate thing. Yeah. And, you know, I understand that. But somebody's going to die. Yeah, and, and if you don't like your neighbor and you keep reporting, you know, that, that's going to be a problem. Who likes their neighbors? Well, you know, in New yeah. York. Yeah, again, in yeah. New York, you know, okay. do that's we ever true. see our neighbors? That's a, yeah, that's we true. hear them, but we don't. That's true. That's a very, very, very New York view that I have. Sorry about that, folks. Yeah, but, uh, but For anyway. those of you who actually like your neighbors, or actually even know them, like you yes. said. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you see the new me. I know you're so the new me. It's the I new know. me vacations. Let's I love watch them. baby animals together on PBS. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, but speaking of policing, uh, Facebook continues its attempt to uh, guard its platform from manipulative and misleading ads uh, as another U.S. election season looms. <laughs> really? We've done this story before. <laughs> it doesn't even loom. It's here. Yeah, it's here. It's happening now. Yes. After the company said it had caught some advertisers trying to game the previous system by trying to fake out users about who was actually funding certain advertisements, the social network announced it was imposing stricter disclosure and transparency standards on political adverts uh, due to these cheaters. And uh, now they're going to step up the uh, verification. Now. Yeah, now. Listen, this is a good one. I work at a good one. (gasps) You see, you saw my shock. I know. shocked. That was good. You you almost clutched the pearls there. (laughs) Um. Yes. So so going forward now uh, with these new restrictions, there will be two ways for groups or individuals to verify their identity when purchasing political advertising uh, to place upon Facebook. The stronger method will be the confirmed organization label. And to get it, advertisers will need to provide a U.S. address, phone number, business email, business website, 
And uh, either a tax-registered organization identification number, a government website domain that matches an email ending in .gov or .mil, or a Federal Election Commission identification number. Mm. So so they're asking for some legit documentation Uh, here. They sure are. Now for the smaller businesses or local politicians who don't have all of those credentials uh, but still want to run ads about social issues they're very Mm -hmm. concerned about or things that they, they just really want to get out there. They do have an alternative. They can submit basic information about their organization, like addresses, emails, and a website, or uh, just rely solely on the page administrator's legal name to get their ad in there. However, that organization will be ineligible to use a registered organizational name and their disclaimers, you know, and their disclaimers that they say, oh, this ad was sponsored by, you know, blah, blah, right, blah, right, blah, blah. Right, right, They can't say that. Yeah, they can't say that uh, with, with this sort of lighter verification and they won't be able to get the confirmed organization label. I guess they get like an about this ad sort of thing yeah, that yeah, pops yeah. up. But the question here is like, do people really pay attention to any of that stuff on there? I mean, I see the concern, uh, the confirmed news sources and things on on uh, major news organizations, but I don't notice it all the time. I mean, if you're looking at some big provocative ad in the middle of the screen, you're really going to look for the fine print. I doubt it. Most people won't. Yeah, you they're just going to get mad won't. and then you know go post and, exactly. and elevate the situation. So. Exactly right. And finally. And finally. If you were a fan of uh, Telltale Games and were bummed when the company shut down last year, listen up. Uh Uh-oh. Now, Telltale, which was started in 2004, was best known for its innovative use of licensed character-based narrative adventure games often released as episodes. However, uh, after some success uh, with series and that format, uh, and I think they did the Walking Dead game and a, a number of others... The company took on too many badly managed projects and shut down uh, last fall, laid Ooh. off, I guess, more than 250 people. It was not a good That's scene. That's awful. Uh, however, a new company called LCG Entertainment has purchased Telltale's assets and back catalog and plans to revive a bunch of the properties, including The Wolf Among Us, Batman, and yes. Puzzle Agent. So uh, they didn't get all of them, though, because there's a lot of licensing right. uh, with some of these things. So I don't believe they are getting uh, The Walking Dead back because that's owned by Skybound now. And they also don't know the fate of Borderlands, Game of Thrones, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Minecraft. But still, some of the basic Telltale properties are are getting revived. Excellent. So so, so I thought that would be a happy way to end the news. That is a very happy way. Because you can get your Batman back. Yes, I get my Batman back. I've been diving into Batman big time over the last – on vacation too. No. I read a whole bunch of graphic novels, some of which you donated to the cause. And I yes, you know, you know, Batman is there for us. Yes, when we need. always, always. So uh, that's about uh, all we have in the news today. For anyone out there who would like to know more about any of the stories we talked about, you can find a link at poptickjam.com. Now with more Batman. So as we mentioned at the top of the show, The Joys of Being a Late Tech Adopter. This was the title of Brian Chen's column uh, in the Times Personal Tech section uh, most recently. And it kind of got me thinking, too, because I I look at my phone and I'm like at least a year, if not two years behind on iPhone, where back in the day I had to be in the line the day it came out. I remember you used to be on the line. But also, in all fairness, you also had to write about some of this stuff. Yeah, that's true. I was writing about books, couldn't get authorized samples from Apple. 
had to get out there on the first day because, you know, there's a book deadline in Correct. three weeks. Correct. So th- there was a little bit of uh, incentive that way. Yep. Things did get easier when you could reserve your pickup. I just remember, I believe it was the summer of 2010 when the iPhone 4 was coming out. Mm-hmm. And there was a line down 14th Street in New York and it was like 95 Ooh. degree. It was just and you're, so you're out there for hours. And this was also one of the years where they had some problem with authenticating or verifying, you know, when, when they would set up the phones in the mm-hmm, store mm-hmm, and get your mm-hmm. phone number on. So it was just forever. Brutal. Yeah. And and, and stuck into my mind, uh, the, the iPad uh, 2 line of 2011 uh, was also, uh, I think that was March 11th, uh, mm-hmm. 2011. That was also a very long day. It's seared into your memory. Yeah. So I remember all these things. And then I look around at my tech. So I've got the older phone iPads a couple of years old, bought a Nook. The I don't even know if it's the latest model because you know, it was just like whatever was available. But it's like, you know, I don't feel stressed out about having to have the latest, greatest, super fastest anymore. I'm I'm fine with what I got. Welcome to my world, JD. Yeah. I'm I welcome. I'm Thank so you. glad you finally came over. Yeah, it's it's very relaxing. It's liberating. Yeah, and and uh, Brian and his article was talking about how he, he you know, because he's not a Luddite. He, no. he reviews this stuff for a living, but he's perfectly happy buying a used Kindle and just using it to read books. It's like you don't need all the bells and whistles. They The newer ones do new stuff. But if you just want a little slab to read a book on, the older models are fine. So he, he got one for like 50 bucks from like eBay or some kind of, you know, used gear sale. Do you remember how many tablets I used to buy? I know. I used were. to, I used to, I was obsessed with the Android tablets specifically. I know. I was buying every single one that came out. Then I realized, uh, this is dumb. Yeah, you know, they, when you, you shingle your roof with all yes, those tablets. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and, and Brian was talking, well, you know, he, he did go for the Apple Watch, but he bought, like, one that was a previous model, so right. didn't have to get the links. So if you're just using it for basically as a fancy Fitbit and mm-hmm. you don't want all of the super integrated stuff, you don't need all of the, the latest things, plus the, the, the money involved in trying to yes. keep up with all of the... The hot new. And uh, to your point, and this is one that we've ragged on for a couple years now, the innovations aren't really no, that compelling yeah. to make you whip out the credit card. Absolutely not. I do have a, th- a momentous statement to make. Now really that you've mentioned the Apple Watch. I did not, but I came close. Really? And having read Brian's point about having an, a previous version of the Apple Watch and using it as a... F- tricked out Fitbit because I I bought like 27 Fitbits and I lose every single one of them. Yeah. I might. You, you were 10, well, plus, you know. Because I have to lose a lot of weight. I gained a lot of weight over the last couple of years. I want to get back into my, you know, me and clothes, you know what I you mean? Gotta, yeah, you, you, want, you, you don't want to keep buying I different know, sizes. I don't want to keep buying different sizes, so I may actually use that as my. Well, plus with the Apple Watch, uh, and I know you are a, uh, appreciator of fashion yes the fancy band you you know the fitbit it has a few options but apple really went all in with the fandom metallic weave bands they really did they really did so you could appeal to your your fashion sense as well so that's how i'm trying to motivate myself into into doing this but i figured i might want to say this now in this segment yeah because it is a momentous thing. Yeah. Well, if you're not buying the absolute latest and you have yes. a dedicated function you want to use this for. There is a very dedicated function. While saving money. While saving money. I think there's nothing wrong with that. I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that. Because, you know, I have to really square this with myself after having been so hateful yeah. to the Apple Watches in the past. Well, the first version was. Kind of like, but, really? let's be, but, but then again, remember. 
again, I said this in the t- at the top of the show, folks who've listened to this podcast for how many, 10 years now? I waited five versions before I bought an iPhone. That's true. You were you five. were Android man. How many versions of the watch now? There's been like what four? I think it's up to OS. Well, they they do like these little weird right, upgrades. Little in, 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 yeah, yeah, intermittent. Or it, whatever. I think it's four with all of like the cellular and that's the... four versions. Yeah, you know, I I might pick up one. You know, well, plus I'm just saying. Plus, you know, early versions can can be a little erratic too, and we've seen Absolutely. this with with. Products from everybody, you know, the first couple of versions are always a little shaky. What they, was the rule back in the day? It was like, it wasn't like three, you had to wait till the third version or something. You never bought version one. Yeah. And you waited till at least version two. Yeah. Before upgrading. Yeah. And and with the operating systems too, like right. wait two weeks, yes. wait for everyone to have the Absolutely. problems, wait for the patches to come out. Yeah. And, and then, then you install. Exactly right. When did we get away from that? I think it was because it was like, we it was shiny and everyone you know that we whole, were young. Well, yeah, that too. But there's also the the thing the community involved with. Oh, you're going to be standing in line with a bunch of people who are so excited to get this, and you get wrapped up in the excitement. Yeah, and, all that stuff. and the unboxing videos, the unboxing, and the whole and all new. That. Well, and yes. then there were genuinely features that you were excited about. Correct, but now you're like, okay, yeah, three it's, cameras. It's okay, three cameras. Why? I'm just going to take pictures of my food. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously. We well, get that really super wide angle of right, your pizza exactly. now. But, exactly. Yeah. The glistening of the fat on it is going to yeah. be perfect. Come on. You know, welcome to my world, Jaden. Yeah. Now, what I think is, you know, there's a, a bit of tech fatigue. We've gotten older. There's a lot Priorities of Priorities have shifted. A lot of tech fatigue. Well, I won't even say the older stuff because, come on, let's be honest. You yeah, and I are of an age that's now. That's true. But we still love our gadgets. We still love our stuff. We're just lazier about going Which, out to get them. <laughs> that's the point. Yeah. That's the point. I think it's like we're not swept up in that, the, the passion anymore. It's yeah. like. Shiny. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, does it do X? Does it do Y? Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, why do I need it? Yeah. I think, I, th- I don't think it's just because we're older. I think we're smarter. Yeah. And I think a lot of listeners and a lot of folks are obviously, Brian, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, when you realize that the tech was pushing the sales, it wasn't yeah. rather, it wasn't the innovation that was pushing the sales. It was the shiny, the fancy listening to, you know, Sir Johnny. Yeah. With that fancy accent. He's yeah. not going to be there this year. I know. Apparently, yeah, I guess he's not doing this year. Right? So. Who's going to do it? They're going to truck in, you know, what's his face? The guy from, from Deadwood? No, yeah. And they... American Gods. What's that actor's name? Ian McShane? No, yeah, you know. There you go. But no Johnny this time. No, well, Johnny's moving on. I guess we are too. But, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's all part of the evolution. You know, and maybe, you know, once the new... You know, once we have another leap in technology, because you know, the smartphone was a big thing in 2007. Let's see, the problem, the thing that I've realized, back in the day, we could visualize what that leap was going to be. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if this could do that? Yeah. And then Apple would do it. Yeah. And it would blow our minds. Wouldn't it be great if my computer could do X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. And then they would do it. And life was good. Yeah. But we don't have that wow factor anymore. We've reached a point legitimately where our technology is so spectacular. If you step back and say, this phone, we've said this ad nauseum, this is an amazing thing we're carrying in our pockets. It is a life-changing device. How can you make this more life-changing? You can't. 
you've reached a point where it is exactly what it was intended to be. The most impressive piece of technology that you and I are going to use on a on an everyday basis. Yeah. You can't improve on this. You can't make this the, you know, like, have you ever really had a conversation in the last three or four years where you said, gee, I wonder how fast that processor is. Mm. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. We've kind of like just like shot past. I think yes. the next thing will be, and this is just because I just watch years and years, uh, bio implants. <laughs> That's where you harshed my mellow. Sorry. Totally well, they're already doing it. People are people are putting <laughs> chips under their skin, la, 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 and you know, la, la. I'm going to pay I'm for this on my finger. I'm not listening. Tra la 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 la. Okay, you really don't want to watch years and years, which is well, a, that's you know, and the funny thing is, Mrs. Kaiser wants to see that show desperately. It, it hasn't started on BBC America yet, right? Uh, no, well, actually, it's uh, uh, it HBO started? got the rights over HBO here, got so it was the a BBC rights. in the UK, right? Right. And HBO uh, has it here. Uh, I believe it's available wow. on Go and now. Wow. On demand. Um, now. Emma Thompson is brilliant, uh, even she's if she's playing good everything. or evil. She's but it's brilliant. it's a very, uh, it's a little bit of dystopia. A thought-provoking show? Thought-provoking can be a tad depressing. Really? Um, but, you know, it's, it's I'm not going to ruin it for I you. I know but, we've, we've gone off the, the rails yeah. here a little bit. But you know what was really momentarily depressing? I saw this news thing. I actually posted, I tweeted it on, yeah. our, on our account, where it said, when you're older, or as you get older, I'm paraphrasing, as you get older, Alexa will be your only friend. Ooh. I was like, what? I was devastated momentarily. I was like, this is horrible. But actually, read the story. It's actually way more interesting than that. It's how Alexa and voice-enabled devices are helping older folks who have, you know, visual impairments uh-huh. and stuff like that. So, but when I saw that, it was like, oh my God, I, I could see myself curled in a tiny little room, mm-hmm. you know? Just talking to <laughs> Just Alexa. Just talking to Tell Alexa. Tell me a joke. You're my only friend. You're my only friend. Mm-hmm. I could easily see that. Yeah. Easily see that. Which is why I'm trying to be a nicer guy now. You see? Yeah. This is how it works. Well, I guess, I guess uh, with, with that note, you and Alexa riding off in the sunset, <laughs> uh, off we, the we sunset. should wind down yes, the show. Yes, we should. We should. We're back. Yes. I, I, I suspect we'll be back for a good long stretch. You know what I'm thinking of doing, JD? What? If you're okay with this, I'm going to pull out some of our special episodes. Uh-huh. Do you remember the Star Wars oh, yes. Shakespeare episode? Yes, yes. I may drop that as a bonus episode if, you know... I'm going to find more episodes like that. Yeah, some can, of our uh, standalone work. Some of our standalone, yes, maybe yes. some interviews that we've done in the past. But uh, we have to thank the bros. Yes, we have to thank the bros now that we're back yes, uh, after the you, summer bros. vacation. Thank you, bros. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, uh, listeners. We, we hope you all got a nice little, hey, new episode available for download thing. There you go. And, and there that you we go. Were, were back here. Um, but we hope you had a fabulous summer and or winter, depending on your hemisphere. Fabu. And I guess uh, until next time, yes. when we're back with more, and probably you know when we get in the fall, the tech news gets juicier. Yes, it will. We'll be back uh, with more news. Until then, I'm JD Beersdorfer. Until then, after that, you can be always, somebody else. Yeah, I may change my name. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna Pedro go transhuman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. Bye now. Bye.